Welcome to Commune, a global wellness community and online course platform featuring some of the world's greatest teachers. We are on a mission to inspire, heal, pass down wisdom, and bring the world closer together. This is the Commune Podcast, where each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us live this healthy, connected, and purpose-filled life. You can learn more about our courses, our community, and everything we do at onecommune.com. Okay, so today on the show, something a little different. I am featuring a lesson from my friend and teacher, Marianne Williamson, whom I've interviewed numerous times for this podcast. Of course, Marianne is a New York Times bestselling author and a recent Democratic candidate for President of the United States. Her first book, A Return to Love, inspired by A Course in Miracles, has impacted millions of people, particularly those looking to live a spiritual life but who are unattracted to institutional religion. The lesson featured today is from a program we produced with Marianne called Relationships. Using the language and insights from A Course in Miracles, Marianne shares the universal principles that exist at the heart of all strong relationships. She beckons us to see every interface from the dear and familial to the mundane as an opportunity for love. And she exhorts us to adopt this daily practice, to wake up and meditate on how we can bring love into every interaction. Marianne reminds us that building strong relationships is in and of itself a spiritual practice. So I hope you enjoy this lesson from Marianne Williamson. If you're interested in accessing her full relationships course and the myriad programs on Commune for free for 14 days, go to onecommune.com slash join. My name is Jeff Krasno, and welcome to Commune. Course in Miracles, which uses Christ-centered language, although it's not the Christian religion, the idea of God, Christ, Holy Spirit is this. God is love. Christ is a word that describes the essence of who we are, which is love. Millions of years ago, in time as we know it, although in reality it never happened at all because only love is real, so any loveless thought was actually hallucination, humanity I don't know, was it one person? I don't know how that works, doesn't explain. Had a thought that was separate from love. Why? Because we can. Because free will means you can think whatever you want to think. You can think with love, but you don't have to think with love. And so in that moment that I thought a thought that was separate from love, thought is so powerful that that literally created the world. You know, it really matches up with the whole Big Bang Theory. The moment we had a thought that we were separate from God, in that moment, the Course in Miracles says, materialization was made. And all of a sudden, I have a body that makes it appear as though I'm separate from you. But the truth of the matter is, I can't be separate from you because what God created is changeless and unalterable. Now, in that moment, you had, it's as though this psychic split occurred between two universes. One's ultimately real, one's a hallucination, but they both feel real. The world of the hallucination or the illusion feels very real while we're in it. In fact, feels even more real because it's the world of the body and it is fortified, that illusion is fortified by our bodily senses. That's where suffering begins. 
when we are disconnected from the truth of who we are. Because if I'm disconnected from the truth of who I am, I'm definitely, inevitably be going, going to be disconnected from the truth of who you are. Now, what happened in that moment millions of years ago in time as we know it, although in reality it never happened at all? What happened in that moment when the Son of God separated itself? It's, a, it's referred to in the moment, as, in the Course in Miracles, as the separation. And one of the ways it's described is the moment when the Son of God forgot to laugh. We took what the Course calls a detour into fear. So what was God, or total love, going to do in that instant? Well, what would love do? Would love force us back to loving thought? No, because love doesn't force. But the Course in Miracles says that in that moment, God created within our consciousness a link. It is an eternal link, says the the link between God and his separated sons. So what does that mean? That means that there is within my mind, if at any moment I separate myself from love, and then because all thought creates form on some level, remember, every cause has an effect. So I have a loveless thought, guess what's going to happen? Marianne's going to have a loveless experience. The path of spirituality and enlightenment is to say, I'm not at peace. I must be crazy right now. I must be having an illusion right now. I must be having a hallucination right now. But I am willing to see this differently. I am judging my brother. I'm attacking my brother. I'm defending. I got some stuff going on about another person that is not loving as a consequence I'm behaving in a way that is not loving. So I thought that they were doing something that I was judging, and I thought they're deserving of my attack or they're deserving of my defense, whatever it is. Now I feel awful. I'm in anxious anxiety. I'm in tension. I'm in depression. I'm in anger. I'm in whatever. I am willing to see this differently. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit, which is the connecting link, the eternal connection between you and God, It's not going to force you back to love. That would be a violation of your free will. But if we ask for it, we can be taken back. I'll give you an example. It was many, many years ago. And I know how many years ago it was because at the time I was having porcelain fingernails put on, which I think means the 1980s. And I was having this done at the home of a woman who went to my lectures on A Course in Miracles. There was a woman in the room who was her friend and the friend of another couple people who were there. I didn't know these people. They were friends of hers. And they were talking. And one of the women had a way of talking that made me wildly judgmental. There was a grandiosity to it. There was an oddness to it. And it just felt to me like fingernails on a blackboard. And I was just wildly judgmental about this woman. Now, I'm not saying anything. But the irony isn't lost on me that this woman, who is holding my hands at the moment, working on my fingernails, thinks of me as this Course in Miracles teacher. She's thinking, I would assume, that I try to practice what I preach. Well, in that moment, I'm in wild judgment. So I'm trying to practice what I preach, and I say, within myself, what the Course in Miracles says we are always supposed to say, and that is, I am willing to see this differently. Because the Course in Miracles says, if you're not at peace, you chose a non-loving thought, and you can choose again. So I said a little prayer, and I said, I'm willing to see this differently. Definitely within five minutes, 
the conversation among these other people began to change. And this woman who was speaking in such odd speech patterns and in a way that felt so grandiose to me, I heard one of the other women say to her, hey, I heard they, they let your father out of jail? And I'm listening to them. Now remember, I'm just listening. I've, I'm over here with my fingernails and I don't know these people, I'm just listening. And what I hear is the story. And the story was like one of the worst type of things you might have seen on television, on a crime show or Oprah or something about terrible things that have happened. And this was one of the terrible ones where this woman and I think it was her little brother were kept basically in a dungeon for many years, like in the basement of their house or something, by their father, no contact with anyone. And she literally, when they were rescued after years, did not know how to talk. Now she's out and she's trying to learn to talk and how people are supposed to talk. Now, as soon as I hear that story, I'm listening to her and everything about the way she talks that five minutes before had made me just like, who is she? Why does she talk like that? My heart is now flooded with admiration, compassion, her bravery, the way she's obviously trying to do it right. I thought, and that was the miracle. The miracle wasn't that she changed. The miracle was that I changed. I based all this judgment in my head based on what my ego senses, my ears, what I saw in her face, what I heard with my ears, and I made all these judgments. So the Course in Miracles says projection creates perception and not the other way around. I perceived what I decided beforehand to see as soon as I said I'm willing to see it differently. Now this is another amazing thing about that giant computer that we were talking about a couple minutes ago. From A Course in Miracles perspective, the moment I said that, the moment I said, I am willing to see this differently, it was like the universe went and made sure that that story was then revealed to me because that is what I needed to hear to help me change my mind. And that's how life works. That's how relationships work. We, are, we see what we choose to see. So we go out into the world and we say, well, I wonder how people are going to be today. Power in relationships comes from spending at least five minutes every morning putting your love before you. Before you go into a meeting, before you go on to a date, before you see your <clears throat> lover, friend, spouse, employer, employee, wherever you're going, Blast the room with love before you get there. And that instructs the mind. You know, I was reading an article one day about how the physical eye works. There are so many places where my eye could land. And that's how every situation is. There are so many things we could focus on. And sometimes people get it right and sometimes people get it wrong. But the attitudinal musculature that gives you miraculous relationships is where you instruct your subconscious mind before you even go into a room. I want to focus on the love. I want to focus on what people do right. I want to focus on what people can do that I can appreciate them for. I want to focus on what my job is. My job isn't to sit back and figure out how other people behave and whether they do it right. My job is to go into the space wherever it is 
declaring with my own internal being that this encounter shall be a holy encounter because that's always possible. And the ego will always be trying to lure me away from that. What, who are you? And why are you here? And are you doing it right? And do you matter? No, 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 no. Power, spiritual power in relationships is that you honor. Remember, there's only one of us here. So all of the perfection that's in you is within them. There's nobody better or worse than anyone else. The Course in Miracles says, <clears throat> all of the children of God are special and none of the children of God are special. The issue in relationships is for every encounter to be a holy encounter. What it means for any encounter to be a holy encounter means a kind of namaste consciousness that we develop, that we take with us into a situation. We don't sit back and audition people and wait to see how they perform. We go into a situation requesting that we be an instrument of love. And that's why you want to spend that five minutes in the morning, whether it's the workbook of the Course in Miracles or any other path of meditation and prayerfulness that you have, that you blast like you think in the morning. Who do I know that I'm going to see today? And you send them your love. Who, who do I not even know I'm going to meet today? Send them your love. You know how when you go into a room and you can just feel the bad energy? People subconsciously know everything. You want to walk into a room and have people feel the good energy because they know on some subconscious level they've been blessed by you. On some subconscious level, they feel loved by you. It, it, it may or may not have anything to do with what you actually say, but even if it has to do with what you say, it will have to do with the consciousness with which you say it. Everything you do is infused with the consciousness with which you do it. So the Course in Miracles says everyone we meet will be our crucifier or our savior, depending on what we choose to be to them. So because there's only one of us here, the Course in Miracles says, when you're about to attack a person, think of yourself as holding a sword over their head. And that sword's going to drop on them. Because actually, however, since there's only one of us here, it's not going to fall on their head. It's going to fall on yours. So if I judge you, I will feel judged. If I attack you, I will feel attacked. On the other hand, if I bless you and there's genuine love coming from me towards you, then I will feel more loving. That's why the Course in Miracles says we become generous out of self-interest. Listen, none of us are expressing ourselves perfectly all the time, but we want to be people whose energy is a space where people feel invited to be their best. The Course in Miracles says people hear you on the level that you speak from. So if we have practiced, it's all about practice. It's all about a very practical way of being that not only did you spend five minutes in the morning, because the Course in Miracles says five minutes spent with the Holy Spirit in the morning is enough to guarantee he will be in charge of your thought forms throughout the day. Because if you just walk out into the day, especially if you've read the newspaper, turned on TV, the radio, phone, whatever, you will have downloaded the consciousness of fear that dominates the world, and you will have left your mind open. Now, you don't go out into the day without taking a shower or a bath or brushing your teeth because you want yesterday's impurities off your body. So we want to get yesterday's impurities, the stress and all the craziness out of our minds. And then you face the world. And then you bless everybody that you're going to see that day, but you, you keep it up constantly. That before you even walk into a room, before you walk into a meeting, this has nothing to do with what you say verbally. This is the, the work of the miracle worker is all in here. That's where your, your greatest power lies. Your greatest power does not lie, particularly in relationships. 
and any of your external tools. It lies in the power of your mind. That is what a miracle is. It is a shift from fear to love. And the only way you can have miraculous relationships is if you think miraculously. We all have situations where we fall off the spiritual wagon, where something happened, it wasn't cool, and any given moment, no, I can choose again. A Course in Miracles says you are not asked to have no impure thoughts. You're only asked to have no impure thoughts that you would keep. We all go into craziness. We all go into judgment. We all go into neediness. We all go into criticism. We all go into control. We all go into anger. We all go into attack. We all go into judgment. We all go into defense. We're human. But we heal through, we, we heal spiritually just like we heal in a physical detox. The stuff has got to come out in order to be released. So you say, wow, that was just a real judgmental thought I had, or that was a really angry moment I just had. And you surrender it to the Holy Spirit. You ask it to be taken from you. That's what it means to atone for your error. And the universe is going to come around again in some amazing way and give you the opportunity to even be better now. We're talking about these universal principles. Universal in the sense that they are to be applied to every relationship. Because when these form the basis of our relationship problem-solving repertoire, as The Course in Miracles says, then we are so much further ahead. Then when we talk about romance, or we talk about work, or we talk about any specific area of relationship, we've got so much power going on because we have the basic foundation of what it means to, in our own minds, be at one with God, which is the key to being at one with other people. Thanks for listening to The Commune Podcast. If you're interested in accessing Marianne Williamson's relationships course and trying Commune membership for free for 14 days, go to onecommune.com join. And of course, feel free to drop me a line any old time with comments or questions at jeffk at onecommune.com. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's it from The Commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasnow, and I am here for you.